0: What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's first and only full episode of The Greatest Podcast on Turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. We are back, as you guys can see. We It is our NFC North off-season breakdown. We got some over-under win prediction totals, some schedule outlooks, some roster moves that these teams have made, slash could potentially still make. Yesterday, we uploaded our NBA Finals predictions, so be sure to go check that out after you watch this video. Like, subscribe. Check out my family's business at Literally Pizza Shop. You know the deal. If you show up and show proof you're subscribed, you're getting a discount. Um... Starting off with the most boring team to talk about in this division. We'll keep them short and sweet. The Minnesota Vikings. To start off, their win total was 8.5. Jesus. That feels extremely low, considering this team won a good bit of games last year. Didn't season? they win like 12 or 13 games? Yeah. They were first in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Their schedule doesn't look too bad off first glance in my eyes. They got Tampa Bay to start things off. Should be easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly. Probably you Chargers, they can win that. Carolina, Kansas City, Chicago, San Fran, who knows who the quarterback is. Green Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans, Denver, Chicago. That span right there, teams could be awful. Mm -hmm. Vegas, Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit. Now call me crazy, but I feel like I'm slamming the over. This feels like a 10-win team. Yeah, I mean, in theory. My bad. No, you're good. In theory. Tampa win. Give them Carolina, definitely. Chicago, probably split. Green Bay, split. Atlanta. feel like they can beat New Orleans. Denver is so up in the air, I'll give them Denver. They can beat Vegas. Split with Detroit. Split with Detroit, that's nine. And they can beat the Chargers, because they're the same damn team as the Chargers. They can beat Green Bay twice, because Green Bay has Jordan Love. Yeah. And they can also be Chicago twice, in theory. Yeah, And we just did the split. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this Vikings team, I mean, I think this division is going to be very close. I think that this division could potentially come down to who wins those games the two of the last three weeks between the Vikings and Lions. Having to play arguably, you could say this for each team, arguably having to play the best team in the division two over the last three weeks of the season when playoffs are right around the corner, that's tough. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that in terms of roster, they really didn't make any big moves this offseason. They bought in Jordan Addison in the draft. Um, Byron Murphy was their big free agent corner signing. I mean, Brian Flores, bring, Ben bringing in Brian Flores to help call the defense, I think that helps them. But this is a team with a really good offense that can score a lot of points. With a very, very probably bottom defense. I mean, what? Daniel Hunter's good when he's can be good when he's healthy. Your linebacking room is Jordan Hicks, Brian Asamoah, Boomer, and Troy Reader. Your secondary is Byron Murphy and Andrew Booth. Your then, secondary is arguably the best part of this defense. Yeah, and that's pet. Lewis, senior <laughs> first round pick from last year, is not even your starting free safety. Who who is sitting behind Cam Bynum? So, I mean, this is a Vikings team that... You know what you're going to get from them. They have two of the... They arguably have the best offensive tackle duo in Christian Darceau and Brian O'Neill. The interior is solid. You have Kirk Cousins, who is just average. Dalvin Cook could be gone. Then you have Jay Jettis, the best receiver in the league, with Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne. Solid other receivers around him. And TJ Hawkinson, who's probably a top five tight end. That's it. I In terms of eight and a half... This Vikings team, just like you said, they scream ten wins, like nine, ten wins. So I think that I like the over on that at eight and a half. I feel like that's easy. But I don't... I see this division being really close. So just the mediocrity of the Vikings overall, I think that could hurt them down the road, especially with a Detroit who is made some noise last year and who's got high hopes for this year. Green Bay is a big question mark. We'll touch on them in a minute. And Chicago, another team who we really don't know much. But in terms of the Vikings, I can see this being a 10-win team. Most likely playoff team. Maybe win the division. But I don't see them making a deep playoff run. I'm pretty much the same as you are. Their offense is good. Defense isn't very good. The teams they play are fairly easy, so... I probably put him at 10 wins. I don't think they gain much from this season at all. No. They still know yeah. They don't know much about anything right now. No. He, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback and they have no type of future after him. He's done after this year in terms of his contract, so I mean. Yeah. The didn't work out, so. Nope. Then Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Third team that the only I feel like the only thing right now that we can give them is their prestige over the past 20 years. Their <laughs> like eight first round picks on defense. Yeah. And Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Yeah. What's their <laughs> over under win total? I feel like this is such a weird one. Like, what is it? Feels like a seven. I Yeah. Uh, seven and a half. Mmm. Schedule is probably about the same as Minnesota, Chicago, Atlanta, New Orleans, Detroit, Vegas. Mmm. That could, in theory, be 5-0, and, and that wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Denver, Minnesota, they got the Rams. Uh, Pittsburgh, not a horrible game. Chargers, Detroit, Kansas City, Giants. Tampa, Carolina, Minnesota. Well, I found the divisions with the easy schedule. This is the easiest damn schedule I've ever seen. They can go 17-0. and They play Kansas City. Okay. And 16 Baker. 16-1. They play Baker. Yeah. I've... Uh, I feel like I'm slamming you over for every single team in this division. This is literally just Jordan Love. Yep. This Packers team could have a lot of success, especially with the division being so wide open, I feel like, if Jordan Love pans out. Now, if Jordan Love doesn't pan out, you're beat. Because you're in a position where your team isn't getting any younger, you have some veterans there, and you probably are ready to win soon. Hypothetically speaking they ruined Aaron Rodgers. they ruined that. Not that good to begin with, but they ruined it. Upgrade of Jordan Love. The running back room, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. It's a good one-two punch. The receiver room, Jesus. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, and Jaden Reed. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either, but after that... The upside is there. After that, though, Samori Torrey, Dontavion Wicks, and Grant DuBose. Bo Melton. Okay. The O line is terrible. Left side's good. For about two games, three games for they go down. But I mean Jesus. The right side of the line, Josh Neiman at right tackle, John Runyon and Josh Myers at center, then Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari. The defense is where they're gonna hang their hat, obviously. Jair Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes at the corners, Darnell Savage and Jonathan Owens at the safety positions. A lot of capital, linebacker with Rashawn Gary, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark. Lucas Van Ness. Lucas Van Ness, that bum that they drafted <laughs> in the first round for whatever reason. The, D, the Packers, you know what you're going to get. They have a lot of capital in the defense, and they're always pretty good on defense. The offense has the potential to be really good, but the offensive line is so bad, and giving... Jordan Love, this offensive line. I don't think it is the smartest idea. They drafted a tight end. Mm Mm-hmm. The answer. They drafted two, Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave. The answers. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they have young, good skill players. Like you said, there were Jaden Reed out of Michigan State a so stud. Then they put a lot of capital on tight end. The offensive line is going to be what hurts them again. If they couldn't, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't that good behind this offensive line, what makes you think Jordan Love is going to be? This is the best receiver. Like, this is the most capital they put in a receiving room in a really long time. I know. <laughs> when Rodgers is there, no Love. No. They gave him Devontae Adams. Jordan Love, you know, you got a second-round pick in Christian Watson. You got Jaden Reed, who's this... Also a second-round pick. And you got Romeo Dobbs, who is... Three or four? He's four. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good for them. But this Packers is a weird team. In terms of the schedule, I think they could get it done. But honestly, I know I can't stress it enough. This literally just comes down to, is Jordan Love going to end up being worth trading up for him in the first round? During Aaron Rodgers winning back-to-back MVPs. I think it's big on the coach, too, because... I hate that. I hate him. What the hell is his name? Matt LaFleur? LaFleur? I don't know I like him. He's such a bitch. But if you look at this team, I mean, they could be a Steelers. They could be... Yeah. Because their defense is eight first-round picks. I know they're not as talented as the Steelers are, probably. But if you look at the names, there are some highly-prestiged players on there. And they should be able to translate that to the field. I don't yeah. think they necessarily have yet, but they should be able to do that. Yeah. If you look at the offense, they have the players to make things happen. If LaFleur draws it up to where the defense wins on the games and the offense just makes a few plays... I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this team won the damn division. I would love They're this team. They're probably the best defense in the division. I would love this team if they had one more offensive lineman. Like another. Just somebody on the right side. Yes, if they had anyone on the right side of the offensive line, I'd love this Packers team this year. Yeah. And I know, I'm, I'm sure it's not saying much, but that's what it is for me. If they have another serviceable offensive lineman on that right side, whether it's right guard or tackle, I love this team. That's just what it comes down. to. There is to. no capital on the right side. No, at all. absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, uh, what? John Runyon's the only name I really know. He's six round pick in twenty twenty. That's why I know him. I mean, yeah. I mean, Josh Myers is, is a second round pick. Josh Neiman, a not a not a pick. Virginia Tech. <laughs> just B- so just yeah. not a pick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Packers are. It's. Jordan Love's team. Now let's see if it was worth trading up from in the first round during Aaron Rodgers, arguably his last. tour. Yeah. Chicago Bears. I feel like this is going to be a really low over under, and I feel like that this might be my second over. Yeah, what'd you have the Packers? What was theirs? Uh, Seven and a half. I feel like it's got to be over. Seven and a half for Chicago. Really? Wow. That's, I feel like it's kind of high, no? <laughs> Considering the Packers are a better football team. And, yeah, I feel like that's really high. What's their schedule look like? Like, who do they play? Alright, that... the same. Green Bay, Tampa, Kansas City, Denver. They got Washington. Okay. Washington, Minnesota, Vegas, Rams, New Orleans, Carolina, Detroit, Minnesota. Detroit, Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta, Green Bay. Huh. It's an easy schedule. Yeah. Without a doubt. Seven and a half is definitely in the wheelhouse. If you wanted to bet, you could take one of these teams in this division going over, whatever one you like the most. Yeah, I could see both. I could see Packers or Chicago going over. I could see both of them going over. I need to go sit down at Live Casino and go through every bet, like every season-long bet, and just take the ones that I love. It's fair. This, I mean, this Chicago team—they did make they made some moves to their offensive line in the or in the offense this offseason. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields they already had him but they brought in David Montgomery left he was not that good for being honest yeah brought in Deontay Foreman who is probably just as good as David Montgomery Khalil Herbert is still there he's been a baller when David Montgomery was missing time Mm -hmm. drafted Roshan Johnson who's actually really good yeah and just was behind B. John Robinson which is good for his NFL outlook because he doesn't have any carries under his belt they brought in DJ Moore to be the wide receiver one Mm -hmm. they have Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney who I think are Serviceable, With Equinemius St. Brown, who wasn't bad last year when he was in. Dante Pettis, who, you know, should have been good, but just didn't. Yeah. Uh, The offensive line, they brought in Darnell Wright. Nate Davis, they brought in, I'm pretty sure. Um, Mm. Yeah, he was a free agent from the Titans. You know, they have Kevin Jenkins, who they drafted earlier last year or the year before? He was... The year before? Yeah. Uh... Braxton Jones. Kevin Jenkins was a second-round pick, too. What did Braxton Jones I think Braxton Jones song? was a quarterback at one point. There, there was a Braxton Jones There was quarterback. Ohio State guy. That's what I was okay. Yeah, Braxton Jones was a Or was it State. Braxton Miller? I think it's Braxton Miller. Yeah, it's Braxton Miller. <laughs> and it's, it's Cordell Jones. We yeah. come on Cordell Jones and Braxton Miller. <laughs> Two Ohio State guys. Okay, fair enough. Uh, defense aside, not looking great. Secondary's probably where they hang their hat on with Kyler Gordon, Jalen Johnson, Jaquan Brisker, and Eddie Jackson. Yeah, they definitely hang their hat on the secondary. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Jens. A lot of capital at linebacker with Tremaine Edmonds, T.J. Edwards, and Noah Sewell, who they drafted. Yeah. I mean, the D-line is really just the... They drafted Gervin Dexter Jr. in the second round. Or senior, I'm sorry. The D-line is really just the only... Zach Pickens. I mean... They need Gervin Dexter just to clog up the middle. Yeah. Him and Zach Pickens, the guys you drafted this year to be D-tackles, got to get them going early. Chicago is such a tough team. Justin Fields, I feel like he looked good. He looked better on film last year than his number show, I feel like. And I don't know if that's just a product of his flashiness with the run plays. Because I think he finished like 33rd in something in the passing category. <laughs> which I, I'm almost positive that I saw that. Like, he finished 33rd or 34th in a passing category last yeah. year. Yeah. So it's like, okay, he definitely took a step up from year one. There was promise in Chicago, and they still ended up with the number one pick. No, they made the best out of it. Granted, they bought in DJ Moore, some more assets for next year's draft, and Darnell Wright. Which helps. That's DJ Moore's receiver one that they needed last year so bad. And Darnell Wright right is a cornerstone piece to protect a young mobile quarterback like Justin Fields. They did it right. Yes. It's just, does it translate to this year or do we have to wait a year? I think think with how wide open this division is, I feel like that hurts some of these teams just because it's so close and someone's got to give. And with how these other teams are, I think the team that gives... There's only one team I think, like, that I'm comfortable with. Like, that I truly think, if I had to bet money, I would pick to win this division. And we haven't even talked about him yet. I don't know how much I love the coach. I'm not sure if he's just a high school football coach. I know, but, like, in theory, they're there. They were right there last year. Those are some weak-ass up-downs, man. (laughs) I still remember that. It's Uh, just... The Bears, man. I, I mean, I would love to see the Bears win this. I'd love to see Justin Fields be good. I think he can be good. They got DJ Moore, who's been a fantasy guy of mine for some reason every single year with no quarterback. <clears throat> and still, no quarterback <laughs> that can throw. <laughs> yeah, because Justin Fields was 34th and <laughs> passing something last season. But uh, he should take a step forward with getting an alpha a receiver. Yeah. Jalen Hurts took the step. Josh Allen took the step. There's probably countless other guys that took the step. And we just need Justin Fields to do that. The Bears this season, I think the only thing that they should be looking forward to is just having just showing signs of being there next year. If they win, you know, eight games and they lose, you know, a couple close battles, you know, that's fine. If they win eight games this year, I think that's a huge win. Yeah, I don't know why I said eight games. I think that is a huge win. Yeah. But I mean they're over under 7.5, so in theory, I guess things that they can win. Yeah. Eight but, I mean, that would be that would be great for them. If they get eight games, that's great. Boy, if yeah. they get six and they still show some promise, that's fine. Yeah. If we see another season where they're a top-five draft pick, that's where we start to get a little bit worried about them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though, because I feel like with a lot of these teams being better, it's like some teams with like a top-five pick might be like not terrible based on their schedule if they have a top I mean, 5 pick they're bad yeah you're right because you're right. I yeah. could see I think Carolina should be worse than them yeah. Atlanta should be worse than them Arizona, Arizona. Vegas could damn there be worse than them Yeah, Washington can arguably be worse than them yeah. Tampa should definitely be worse than them Denver could be maybe yeah sure and then we still haven't counted uh, the Colts or the Texans. Yeah. This team should be picking around 12. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't know. They're a weird team. And then to wrap it up, the Detroit Lions. I feel like this is going to be really high. Uh, I don't know. It is the Lions. It's true. They believe in pedigree a little bit. It's true. I believe in pedigree. Nine and a half. Is that the highest? Is that higher than a? Vikings? Yes. No, the Vi- I think the Vikings. Vikings right in half. This is the, this is the highest win total. This is probably the favorites to win. I'm assuming the favorites to win a division. Damn. Kansas City, Seattle. That that's kind of disgusting. Yeah. Atlanta, Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Gets a little easier there. Then we got Baltimore and Vegas. After the bye week. Chargers, Chicago, Green Bay, New Orleans, Chicago, Denver, Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota. They got the shit under the stick with these extra games. I mean, they got Seattle from the NFC West and then Dallas from the NFC East. They end on a arguably a gauntlet with Denver, Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. sorry. At New Orleans. I don't like going to New Orleans. No. At Chicago. Don't like going to Chicago when it's cold. No. Granted, they are from Detroit, but mm-hmm. granted, they're also in a Dome. Yeah, <laughs> Denver, Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota, that's a gauntlet. And then they start off on possibly an 0-2 with Kansas City, Seattle. Yeah. So they start off pretty hard. They end also pretty hard. The middle is where there's meat on the bone, and the middle also has Baltimore Ravens and the Chargers. Now, would it utterly shock me if this team starts out 0-4? No. They can beat Atlanta. I hope. I think they can too. But the lion thing to do that that Atlanta game screams like overtime, like just stupid ass game, like prime time NFL red zone. They're showing it because all the other games are over. Like, pretty sure that's happened before. Yeah, and I mean this team on paper they're not bad. Quarterback room set Henan Hooker Jared Goff. Then they drafted Jameer Gibbs in the first round for whatever damn reason and bought in David Montgomery. <laughs> then the receiving room. Amon Ross St. Brown was so right about him. Jamison Williams, who they're without for six games, Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond. It's rough for the start. Once they get Jamison Williams back, it looks a lot better. We don't know that. He was good last year when he was there. Was he? I don't. He wasn't the elite like the other guys, but he wasn't awful. I feel like. Looks <laughs> like so he had one catch for forty-one yards. That's all he had, really. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think he did much. He had a touchdown. He had a touchdown catch for 41 yards. So that's all he had. That's all that matters. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, if he keeps doing that, he's on track to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> the tight end room, Sam Laporta was a draft pick for them this year. The O-line is really where they're hanging the, they hang their hat. Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Hal Vitae, and Panay Sewell with Graham Glasgow as depth. As depth with Jermaine Ifetti. Yeah. Then on the defensive side of the ball, Romeo Akora. Aline McNeil, Levi Anzarike, Aiden Hutchinson, Malcolm Rodriguez, Alex Anzalone, Jack Campbell, Jalen Reeves-Maben. Secondary, why is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson listed as their third quarterback? Cam Sutton, C.D. Deuce, Ife Melifamu, Tracy Walker, Brian Branch, with Emmanuel Mosley. I mean, I see the vision. They have Brady Breeze. Holy shit. They got John Parker Romo. Holy shit. Look at that place kicker. John Parker Romo. I'm more impressed with Brady Breeze. Yeah. That's a name I didn't think I'd see. (laughs) Yeah. He was a baller. Yeah. I mean, they got the Lions. They're a team that plays with a lot of heart. But again, it just (laughs) comes down to do you like the coach? Is the coach just a motivator or is he a playbook guy? That's true. I feel like... A motivator is important, but you need both. And I feel like... I mean, if this guy turned Amon Ross St. Brown All-Pro and revived Jared Goff's career, I mean... Come on. It's like... (laughs) Come on. What did they even do last season? Jared Goff, didn't he finish, like, top five? In what? Fantasy, at least, I think, No I don't care. I'm just saying. I mean, what? did They They were, what, what, a win away from the playoffs last year? Nine and eight. I mean, they ended Aaron Rodgers' tenure in Green Bay. They destroyed Jacksonville. God. Yeah, man. they did. You don't remember that? Not really. I remember that. I don't I think, remember any of it. I this. think the Jags bet was all my best bets. Got dogged by dad. Yeah, they started out one and four, one and six, <laughs> and then they won three. Then they beat six, Scrubs. Then they won eight out of their last. Then they beat Scrubs. Ten. I mean, they beat Miami. No, they did. I'm sorry, I was, my eyes were wrong. <laughs> I mean, they beat the Giants' playoff team. Jags almost in the Super Bowl. You know how I feel about those three teams. I mean, they beat Minnesota. You know how I feel about Minnesota. (laughs) They beat the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) They did lose to Carolina. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I don't even know how to read that. (laughs) I could see you physically. You're like... I mean, they barely lost to Buffalo, and then you're, they get destroyed by Carolina. You're, like, overstimulated right now. I don't. I feel like you don't know, like, how to feel. I don't. I mean, they finished 9-8. and There's got to be something. They let the Patriots hang up 29. Did you guys score 29 points all last season against anybody? Um, uh, we might have against Detroit. <laughs> well, yeah, no, against Detroit, but I don't think you did against anybody else. I think we did. No. 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 <laughs> nope. Oh <my> nope. <laughs> I mean, we, bare, we we hung up twenty six on Indy. You hung up twenty six on Baltimore after they hung up thirty seven on you. We should have won that game. Well, how do you figure? It was I a lot. Mac Jones no threw play. a Mac Jones threw a pick six. The, like we were close driving down the field to tie it up, and Mac Jones threw okay. a pick six. Okay, something like that. Fucking bum. But I. They we hung on. up 38 on Cleveland. No. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yup. That wasn't even Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it was belly zap, I know. <laughs> See? <laughs> then we lost 33-14 to 14 to Chicago. We were at the gym that night. That's when I was still hitting the gym. Okay, so the second most points allowed to the Patriots. Our okay. second most... Okay, whatever. You know... I feel like 33 is about right, though. How many teams are scoring, like, 35, 40 points, like, multiple times? Well, I just meant they allowed you to score 29. Oh. 29 seems pretty high for you guys. That's Yeah, but, I mean, it's about right, though, I feel like, for, like, a middle-of-the-pack team like New England. Yeah, but you guys are good at defense. You suck at offense. I understand, but I feel like every team scores at least above 24 a season. I feel like it's a given. Yeah, but they allowed it to you. Like they allowed it, that's what I'm saying. All right, that's fair. I have a question before we wrap up. So it's do division prediction. They allowed Chicago 30. <laughs> I mean, we keep going. Shit. How do I Carolina 37? <laughs> wonder how many up downs they did after that? Shit. <laughs> that was the, the game 38. That was the game like. Deontay Foreman had like 200 rushing yards in the first half, I think, or something stupid. Seattle, 48, almost okay. 50. All right, I see your point. I get it. Division predictions. Who do you like? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a man of the roots. I'm my roots and just go to pedigree like I always do. Packers, Lions. There. Oh, whoa, whoa. I forgot about the Vikings. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I know me too. Oh, holy mid. Okay. Um. I feel like I, even putting a team at fours is disrespectful because all of them can finish first. I agree. Uh, Throw that uh, out there. All these teams could finish, very well finish first in the division. I have mine. I'm going out there. Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay. Wow. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm putting <laughs> Chicago last. Because they have, like, the biggest question mark. And then I'll put... You think Chicago has a bigger question mark than the Packers with Jordan Love? The Packers have the best defense in the division, so that's what I'm hanging my hat on. It's fair. Bears last, Lions, Packers, Minnesota. I respect it. And they're all within two games oh I know this is gonna be so close like I could very well see like you said each of these teams winning this division title and none of them are good but none of them are bad yes now I have a question I thought that was a question no 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 this is a separate question hypothetically oh, I think I know how you feel about it but I'm just curious to clarify say Arizona finishes with the worst record and gets the pick mm-hmm. the first pick I think it is crazy to say that they don't do their due diligence on Caleb Williams. That's fine. Do you like, I think that there is a very real shot they draft him. I think they should, I don't, like what, if you're the Cardinals GM and you finish last with this pick this year, what are you doing? You do your scouting on Caleb Williams. I don't think Kyler was the problem at Arizona. I don't, their team sucks. And he is injured. So you do your due diligence on Caleb Williams. If you want him, you draft him. Sure, you help out Kyler get a new job because I don't think he was the problem at all. I think just the team was. I agree. And then you just move on like that because Kyler is. Kyler got paid a lot of money. So it might be hard to move on from him from the jump. Coming Mm. off the injury. Yeah. So that's kind of where we run into a wall. And a little bit. And it's I just think like, somebody would take him though, because I just, yeah. I mean, I I still believe in him. I still think he's the top ten quarterback when he's healthy. But I yeah, Caleb Williams could be the next Patrick Mahomes. So if you like his attitude and you like how he throws the football, which everybody likes how he throws the football, then you can take him home. I have no problem with it. Or you can also just go get Marvin Harrison and see what happens. It's fair. You could trade back like the Bears did and kind of do that thing. Yeah, that's fair. And then in two years you're back. Yeah. Sweet. But I think if you have the one pick, you should always look at everybody. Th- that's fair, I respect it. Yeah. But I Caleb wonder what Williams, a trade package looks like. For Caleb, Caleb Williams is generational talent, so you could yeah. get. You could rob somebody. Minnesota, give me Jay Jettison for first. Stop. 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 I mean, and I don't even Joe know Madison what... Like, Caleb Williams. How, like, how do you even start that, like, conversation? Yeah, like, the next Patrick Mahomes is here. How do you... Yeah. How do you pass up on him? Yeah. Well, granted, what, he's not Victor Wimbaiana, but he's he's up there. Yeah. And then what the hell's his contract looking like in four years? 70. If he pans out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I guess, guess we'll have to wait and see. Is it too late to go be a football player? <laughs> <laughs> If you made it to the league now, you're getting, like, the best 30 for 30 ever. Like, that's the fucking craziest story. (laughs) All right, yeah. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Peace.